You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. BYU gets a huge commitment, the biggest commitment if you go by the rankings. And Colin Chandler, he will join the BYU men's basketball program. We'll dive into what to expect from him as a Cougar. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU football. An email that was sent to me I wanted to kind of expand on and talk a little bit about. We'll dig into that. And, of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we always do. Today's title sponsor on the show is our friends over at McDonald's. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive in on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 11th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate your guys' patronage and your continued listenership, and it's a blast to be with you guys. Wanted to start off today by thanking all of you out there, whether you have family members or you yourself have served in the armed forces, are serving in the armed forces, regardless of your status. Thank you on this Veterans Day. We honor all of you for your sacrifices and many out there who have made the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our country or whatever country you happen to be living in. I, it's just Veterans Day means a lot to me. I had two grandfathers. One served in World War II honorably, the other in the uh, Korean conflict. So it's been something I've been around. I've got in-laws who are retired army commanders and it's just... It's something that means a lot to me. So thank you for your sacrifice. It allows me, a guy that you listen to, blather on about BYU sports. Well, I'm able to do it because of people like you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart on this Veterans Day for all of your sacrifices, no matter what they might have been or are at the current time. Now, getting going here on a Thursday, a huge commitment from BYU, for, oh, not from BYU, for BYU men's basketball yesterday, coming by way of Farmington High School four-star prospect Colin Chandler. This is a huge pickup for BYU, and I mean huge in the sense that it's the highest-rated recruit that BYU has landed since recruiting rankings really became all the rage. Let's say the last two decades plus. I can think back to when Garner Meads was a McDonald's All-American and was one of the top prospects out there, and let's be honest, Garner Meads didn't necessarily turn out to be the talent that I think many of us thought he might be, but I think Colin Chandler... He is going to be a very good basketball player for BYU. I really like his game. If you watch him, he is every bit the part of a one-two combo guard who's got all the athleticism in the world to go to the rim but also roast you from deep. He has got every skill, it seems like, in his bag, and he is going to be a fun player to watch. The only downside to his announcement yesterday is the fact that you will not see him until 2024. Yes, he is planning on going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I do not fault any young man for deciding to go on a mission. I would not trade the two years I had on my mission for anything. I think many of you out there would agree with me. So 
wish Chandler the best as he embarks on his mission service, but excited to see him when he returns home to play for the Cougars. I had a conversation with somebody who is much more in the know and much more engrossed in college basketball, more knowledgeable. And he told me, and I mean this seriously, this comes from a person, like I said, who would know. He said that the type of player that Colin Chandler is is the same type of guy that Frank Jackson was. Frank Jackson was a standout at Lone Peak High School who was committed to BYU for quite some time, decommitted, and then ultimately ended up at Duke playing for Mike Krzyzewski and then leaving after one year. Uh, His draft pick by the New Orleans Pelicans, I think, is now with the Detroit Pistons. And maybe his college basketball and professional career have not gone as he probably envisioned that they would. But any of you who saw Frank Jackson play in high school here in the state of Utah know how great of a talent he was. The person I talked to was very quick to also delineate that Frank Jackson and Colin Chandler are two different type of players. But their point was the type of impact player that they can be is the same type. Top-level recruit, a guy who gets after it, who's got a burning desire to absolutely be the best that he can be. I think this is a very, very big pickup for the BYU men's basketball program. You get a top 30 recruit. It's only going to help you on the recruiting trails. You try and bring in more talent. I can guarantee you Mark Pope and his staff, Chris Burgess, Nick Robinson, Cody Fieger, they're going to go out there and use this and say, hey, we got this kid on board. Why don't you hop on board with us? I think this is BYU flexing some muscle, and going into the Big 12, by the way, does not hurt this in any way. The quote uh, from Colin Chandler during his commitment ceremony, or I don't remember if it was during the ceremony, but one of the conversations he had, quote was said, essentially, I wanted to play in the Big 12. I wanted to play against those good teams like Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, all those powerhouse teams. I just wanted to play against the best. Well, he's going to absolutely have that opportunity because by the time he returns from his mission service, BYU will be in their second year in the Big 12. He will not play in any other conference outside the Big 12 as a member of the BYU basketball program. I think that this Big 12 membership that BYU has landed is going to pay dividends for BYU. And it's a really, really exciting time if you're a BYU basketball fan. I've said on this podcast previously, I do have some concerns about BYU's ability to be competitive in the Big 12 as soon as they join the conference because they are going into potentially the best college basketball conference out there. You think of who's already in the conference. Kansas, Baylor, the defending national champions. Texas Tech has been very good. Kansas State has had its moments. Iowa State's had its moments. You can think of all these great Big 12 basketball programs, but then you're adding the likes of Cincinnati. You're also going to add in uh, UCF, okay, whatever, UCF's okay. But you're also going to add in plenty of talent and plenty of high-level basketball with the addition of BYU, Cincinnati, and I also think that Houston, oh, I know, I forgot about Houston, duh. The Houston Cougars, what, they had a Final Four team last year? Yeah, so... This is going to be a very, very competitive basketball league, and I honestly believe that BYU may be bottom half of the conference when they first enter it. Does that mean they, can cli- they can't climb into the top half? No, they can absolutely climb into the top half. And the funny thing about basketball, I feel like, is you actually can uh, be better in basketball and move up quicker in basketball than you will in football, uh, speaking of BYU. Football, obviously, there are 22 players on both sides of the ball that you're relying on. Basketball, there's five guys on the court at any given time. There's 15 scholarships. 
college football, there's 85 scholarships. So I actually do think that BYU can turn things over and maybe get more competitive in hoops a little quicker than maybe the football program if either stumble. But it's neither here nor there. The overall focus here is on Colin Chandler. I think this is a huge pickup for the Cougars, and I very much look forward to seeing Colin Chandler in a BYU uniform and very much look forward to seeing him playing for Mark Pope down the road. Obviously, there are a lot of people out there who still think that Mark Pope is not long for Provo. I think he's longer for Provo than previously thought because I think he absolutely wants to coach in the Big 12. He is in a good spot now. He knows he's going into the quote-unquote big time. There's not much. He essentially upgraded his job. He got a new job without having to move residences and move schools. He's going from the WCC to the Big 12, and like I said, he doesn't have to move at all. So Colin Chandler, a big part of what BYU is ultimately going to do in the Big 12, and hopefully it's kind of the opening of the floodgates here for BYU men's basketball recruiting. They can start sweet-talking some other guys out there and maybe convince them to join the program. The nice part is BYU does have lead time before they enter the Big 12 to get themselves a little more talent, a little more established, and hopefully that pays off when they hit the ground there in the Big 12 in 2023. But once again, congratulations to Colin Chandler. Very much looking forward to him joining the BYU basketball program, and I think this is a huge pick of a monumental day for Mark Pope and company as they land the top prospect in the state of Utah and one of the top prospects ever to come out of the state of Utah. So very, very fun. And if he's like Frank Jackson, let's be honest, he'll be ecstatic as a BYU fan. All right, coming up here in just a moment, the Big 12, a little bit of a conversation piece. I wanted to build off of an email that was sent to us by a listener. And it's actually very interesting. And it paused me it caused me, not pause me, it caused me to actually stop and kind of think about this. We'll address that next. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at McDonald's. McDonald's is the best place to go to recharge and get some tasty, affordable food. But more importantly, they've been proudly serving their local community since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get that food that you crave, the Big Macs, the Quarter Pounders, their fries. I don't know what it is. Uh, I know many of you out there might be a McFlurry fan if your local McDonald's ice cream machine works. You guys know that joke. But nonetheless, McDonald's is a great place. I went to many birthday parties growing up. The Play Place was a place that I loved to go to at my local McDonald's. I also, in high school, after high school football games, I'd go to the McDonald's on Center Street and State Street in Orem and eat Big Macs after games. It's just been a part of my life, and I think many of you can relate to that, the fact that McDonald's has been a very, very important part of your everyday life. So you haven't been to McDonald's recently, I'd encourage you to get back there. The McRib is still available. I'm a huge McRib fan. I admittedly love McDonald's overall, but the McRib especially. So if you've not been to McDonald's, like I said, get back there, check it out, and more importantly... We might be having a Locked On Cougars watch party there. So head to your local McDonald's refuel today and reconnect. And like I mentioned, we might be working on a little bit of a plan to have a watch party in the relatively near future. And now for the best part of this entire read. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by our friends over at Intercap Lending. We've talked about them over the past two weeks or so, but I am a huge fan of what they're doing at Intercap Lending. What I love most about them is they're a local company. 43 years of experience, but they have the hometown feel and they have the, the necessities to make sure that you guys are taken care of and feel like you're at ease. This is not some national company who is just dropping in to take care of a one-time transaction action and saying, okay, 
Best of luck to you. Move on. Steve Carter and the team over there, Intercap, they're local, they're dependable, and they are responsive. They will take care and answer any and all of your questions in a expeditious manner. That's what I love about it. And also the fact is they have a quick and simple process. Intercap actually closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. So they get you done and get you on your way because we all know that refinancing, first home purchases, or just overall purchases of properties, they can be a hassle and take quite a while. Intercap wants you to get done quickly, but the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process, and that is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On Podcast Network founder, David Locke. And let's be honest, if Steve can help David stay on track during the entire process, Steve can help anybody. So we are proud to have Locked On Cougars as part of the Intercap team. Want you guys to take care of your home purchasing needs, refinances, all whatever you might be looking for can be handled by Steve Carter and the team over there. And if you'd like to get a corporate rate discount that they're offering to all of our listeners, feel free to reach out. You can email us. We can get you in touch with Steve, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, or you can reach out to Steve directly, 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer than Steve. And the best part is Intercap headquartered in Utah, but licensed to help, licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in over 40 states. So even if you're living outside the state of Utah, Intercap likely can help you guys out. So check it out. That's Intercap Lending. You can go to intercaplending.com to learn more or reach out to Steve directly with your questions, 385-800-8528. Also, make sure if you have a question or so that we can help you guys out with, email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We can get you in touch with the team over at Intercap and help facilitate that relationship. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS 190-465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. It's an absolute privilege to be with you guys. And I wanted to read an email today. I think that it can extend out to a conversation I've actually been thinking about. And it caused me to think even deeper about it. And it comes by way of an email that Chris Reeve sent to me. So, Chris, thank you for sending this. And I'll just read the email. So, here we go. Georgia Southern and Independence is the subject line. It says, hi, Jake. Thanks for your work on the Locked On Cougars podcast. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed following it starting back in the summer as I was gearing up for BYU football. I wanted to share some thoughts about BYU football and independence. I'm really grateful that BYU went independent when they did. So this is back in 2010. I live in the Nashville area, and since they've gone independent, I've been able to take my sons to see Georgia Tech in 2012, Middle Tennessee State in 2014, Cincinnati in 2016, and Mississippi State in 2017. My son's marching band season got in the way of our attending the Tennessee game in 2019. Chris, I'm sad that you weren't there because I actually was in attendance at Rocky Top. That was a great game. He says I, but he adds, I treasure each one of those experiences, including that 2017 trip. I'm really looking forward to seeing them play Georgia Southern next weekend. Maybe the last BYU football game I'll get to see with my sons before the oldest one goes off to college. I grew up in Seattle and never saw BYU play until I went there to college. So seeing them play as an adult and even better talking, take, excuse me, not talking, taking my sons with me to see them has become a special treat. As excited as I am for BYU to join the Big 12, Part of me is a little saddened at the thought that it will not be as easy to see the Cougars in the flesh as it has been. I was and I'm a big fan of Bronco Mendenhall and just as a big a fan of Kalani Sitake. His culture of love and learning and their Love One Another t-shirts they wore all the, all the time last year do so much good in spreading the message BYU should be spreading. It's been great to see. I have also loved seeing the post-game 
prayers with BYU and opposing teams, Boise State and Virginia this year come to mind. This program means more to me than just football. I'm really proud of BYU, just not the, uh, excuse me, not just the product on the field, but the good men and the examples that they are. I also appreciate your enthusiasm for women's volleyball, soccer, basketball, and cross country. They are truly excellent programs. In an alternate universe, I could see one of those being as dominant culturally as football. And then uh, some other comments here. At a random point, I also served a mission in Taiwan, but years before you did, back when the Kaohsiung mission was relatively new. Anyway, keep up the good work. Regards, Chris Reeve. Chris? And appreciate you reaching out via email. Now, I am with you. When BYU went independent, I was all on board with it. Uh, many of you can maybe remember the Cougar Center podcast back in the day, Mitch Harper and Bean Mace, who were dear friends of mine. Uh, during that era, when BYU went independent, they were kind of in their heyday of podcasting, and they came up with a, their independent shirts. They had a, It was like a flag design. I still have that shirt to this day. I was a huge proponent of BYU going independent. The Mountain West Conference, I felt like it had run its, run its course. When Utah bolted and it looked like TCU was looking elsewhere, and they obviously got into the Big 12, BYU needed to do something. They needed to find a way out of the stranglehold that the Mountain West Conference was had on them. Because Herr Thompson, Commissioner Craig Thompson, I will call him Herr Thompson because he absolutely relished and still relishes, I feel like to a degree, just sticking it to BYU. I don't get why, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. BYU went independent, and it has been an absolute blast for me personally to watch BYU play all over the country. I've traveled with them. I've been to Wisconsin. I've been to Notre Dame. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Texas twice. I've gone to a number of these high-profile venues I always dreamed of as a young man who is a college football fan first and foremost. I've always wanted to go see these great, I call them cathedrals or venues for college football. I've had the opportunity to do it watching BYU play along the way. It's been an absolutely awesome experience. I, I also went to Nebraska. I, I've had some absolutely great trips, some great experiences, and met some dear friends along the way going with BYU to go to some of these big venues. I do think that losing that ability to play all over the country and play a truly national schedule, yes, is a little bit of a downside of joining the Big 12. So I understand your frustration, Chris. But funny enough, you living in Nashville, you'll actually be in the Big 12 footprint theoretically. I know that going to Ames, Iowa, and Manhattan, Kansas, and Lawrence, Kansas, and Lubbock, Texas, okay, not the sexiest destinations. Orlando, Florida, great. Cincinnati, fun town, by the way. I had a great time in Cincinnati. I, we flew through Cincinnati to go to the Tennessee game. Uh, I think that Houston would be a fun town as well. But I also understand that getting back into a conference means you go to the same places annually. And it's a little bit different because I thought it was kind of fun to watch BYU schedule where any given year they're playing all over the country in different parts of the country. And BYU fans, similar to you, Chris, living in Nashville, I've got a dear friend that lives down in Florida who has talked about that on the East Coast. It's a great way to go watch BYU when they come back East. Uh, We have our good friends at Matthew Detweiler and those guys out there in Virginia, they travel all the time to games when they're back east. Guys on the west coast, uh, uh, guys like Robbie McCombs up there who runs Vanquish the Foe, he lives in Seattle and talks about going to games on the west coast. So I do and will miss uh, the national scheduling that BYU has put together as an independent. 
I think that going into the Big 12 ultimately is the right play. Let me be clear about that. You you needed to make the Power 5. You needed to have that uh, that moniker, that label next to your name. As we just talked about with Colin Chandler, big reason why he committed to BYU was to play in the Big 12. Football, they've always wanted to play at the highest level. Well, this is their opportunity to do that. So the overall decision to enter the Big 12 is the right call. But I am with you, Chris. It just It's a little bit different uh, because a decade's worth plus now would be about 13 years, I think, all told, when BYU finally enters the Big 12 independence. All those games weren't, weren't for naught. I really enjoyed the national schedule. I, I know there's some clunkers out there, like playing at Middle Tennessee State. I know it's close to you, Chris, but okay, great. Playing at San Jose State, I remember that game where BYU's side of the stands were absolutely packed to the gills, and there was like 10 SJSU fans. That's a bandwagon team if I ever saw one. But nonetheless, there are a lot of great memories along the way as well. So, man, I'm going to miss Independence. I'm going to be honest about this. And uh, okay, I'll actually tip my, I'm going to tip my hand on this right now. So uh, two years from now, and I hope I'm still doing this podcast at that point because I don't plan on stopping it anytime soon, but uh, is my my goal, and you guys know that I've been listening for a long time, I during the summer months, the off season, I begin, usually it's a 100-day countdown or a 100-whatever countdown to get us ready for football. Well, in 2023, as BYU gears up to enter the Big 12, I can tell you that countdown during that offseason is going to be recounting every game BYU played as an independent. Yes, we're going to start with Ole Miss way back in 2011, and we're going to run all the way up through the 2022 season and break down every game in independence for BYU. Yes, Savannah State, all of them. I think it's going to be a fun countdown. It's going to be some fun memories along the way, but just a new era for BYU. So, Chris... Thank you for the email. It means the world to me that you guys listen to this podcast literally nationwide from all over the world. I have met some really, really great BYU fans that truly, I would have never met half of you had I not done this podcast and had you guys interacting with it. So it's been fun for me. It's been fun to see BYU playing a truly national schedule, and I'm going to miss it. And I think I'm with Chris in saying that, yes, the Big 12 is the right play, and it's fun to see BYU moving up in the world. But at the same time, you do lose kind of a unique thing about playing all over the country and having BYU fans be able to see this team come close close to home for them along the way. But, uh, man, I don't know. It's just one of those things. When Chris sent me that email, I started thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to miss independence in, in that specific instance. There are, th- are there things about independence I won't miss? Absolutely. But the truly national appeal to BYU had, playing all over the country, having BYU fans just make impression after impression on different fan bases saying, wow, these guys travel as well as anybody. That was really, really cool to talk about and to have people mention to me along the way when I made my trips uh, to see some of these games. So, Chris, once again, thank you for the email and Independence, it's going to be, it's, it's not for long, but nonetheless, a new era for BYU and the Big 12 is beckoning and very much looking forward to that as they enter the Power 5 beginning in 2023. All right, coming up in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on Thursday, including a look at the schedule this evening, women's volleyball in action, one of their final two home matches of the season. We'll dive into all of that in just a minute. First, though, today's show is brought 
brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. The college hoop season is underway, NBA is underway, and they are back. Speaking of Bet Online, and better than ever, they have a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and also the, all the football action this season. You can head to their new updated website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, UFC, even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games online, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and beyond. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. One more time out on today's show to talk about a company that I absolutely adore, and that is our friends at Built Bar. Of course, Thanksgiving is on its way, and many of you probably are going to have some pie. I would love nothing more than that, but I got to tell you what, Built Bar might be the right play for you guys, because let's be honest, pie, not the healthiest thing for you. At least 300 calories plus, and that's on the small end or the short end, depending on the size of the piece of pie you're eating, or maybe the whole pie you might be planning on eating. Built Bar is the option if you're trying to stay healthy while also still indulging in a delicious treat. I have loved Built Bars. They've been a big part of helping me lose 50 pounds over the past year or so, and I want you guys to give them a shot. they got delicious flavors, fruit flavors, chocolate flavors, and anything in between. They've got it for you guys, and right now, the best flavor that I have ever had from Built Bar is available for a limited time. It is the Coconut Almond Brownie Crumble, Brownie Crunch, I don't remember the exact name for it. Let's just put it this way. It's the GOAT. And they did a bracket to prove it last year. It is the best tasting protein bar that I have ever had. And I want you guys to give it a shot. Get to Built.com right now and place your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Absolutely love this company. And more importantly, you're supporting BYU football when you support Built Bar. Because 12%, and I found this out from Instagram earlier this week, 12% of all sales go to the BYU football program via a name image and likeness agreement with BYU football players. So think about that. You want to support BYU, support our friends at Built Bar, and do it by getting to Built.com right now, placing that order, and save 15% by using the promo code LOCKED15. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. All right, before we go on this Thursday edition of the podcast, let's catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports. We'll start off with the men's golf program. They rounded out play at the St. Mary's Invitational at Poppy Hills Golf Club. And let's just put it this way. Their final round, not so great. 10 over as a team. They went from minus two after the second round and being in fifth place, slid back three spots and finished in eighth place at eight over par for the tournament. So not the best finish for the BYU men's golf program as Oregon won the tournament 19 under par. Wow. The Oregon Ducks showing out there at Poppy Hills. Stanford finishing second at 17 under. And then West Coast Conference mate uh, of BYU, San Francisco at 13 under par. But not a great finish for BYU. Obviously, they'll be looking to rebound as they get back into action. But best of luck to Bruce Brockbank as they try and regroup here and get ready. Coming up tonight, one of two two final matches of the home slate for BYU women's volleyball. The fifth-ranked team in the country. Yes, you only have two more chances to see them at the Smith Fieldhouse if you've not seen them already. Tonight is one of them. They take on Pepperdine. That match slated to begin at 
7 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised live on BYU TV. Also streaming on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app. If you have not watched this BYU women's volleyball team in action, you're missing, as I said, one of the top five teams in the country. I think the writing is at 15 match win streak coming into this one. They've absolutely obliterated the rest of the West Coast Conference. And there's no reason to think they won't continue that tonight against the Pepperdine Waves in Provo. So get out there, support the Cougars in that realm. And then also a couple other notes for you guys. If you have a young man or a young woman who's looking to play tennis, they actually have have three additional sessions for their winter tennis camps. All sessions are available for registration now. You can go to BYUsportsCamp.com to search out Winter Tennis Junior Development Clinic for more information. Obviously, tennis is a big thing around here for many kids, and if it's something you're interested in, apparently some winter camp sessions are now available for for you guys online. And the final two notes I've got for you guys today involve BYU football. Congratulations to BYU freshman offensive tackle Campbell Barrington. He has been named to the watch list for the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award. The award is presented annually by the Maxwell Football Club to the Outstanding Freshman in College Football. The 2021 watch list incorporates a broad spectrum of student-athletes from coast to coast with 37 candidates representing 27 FBS programs. Barrington, as many of you know, has stepped in at right tackle for an injured Harris LeChance. has been very, very good. His older brother Clark is the starting left guard for BYU. He's been there entrenched to that position for three seasons. He's helped BYU to an 8-2 and two record and also helped uh, Tyler Algier go for 1,162 yards and a nation-leading 17 touchdowns through 10 games. So award's been around since 2018 and we'll be rooting for Campbell Barrington to win it. So congratulations to him. There will be 10 semifinals for that award announced on December 2nd. Everything I'm hearing, by the way, uh, so far is that Campbell is slated to continue to start and it probably will be that way for the rest of the season unless Harris LeChance makes a quick recovery because what I heard last week is he actually got re-injured, unfortunately, and that's it's never fun to hear that, but means that Campbell Barrington will have more of an opportunity to make impressions on the Maxwell Trophy Award watch group and their decision during this time period. Also, fellow offensive lineman and senior center James Empey has been named one of 20 semifinalists for the 2021 Jason Witten Collegiate Man of the Year Award. The award is named after 11-time NFL Pro Bowler Jason Witten and focuses on leadership, integrity, exceptional courage, and sportsmanship both on and off the field. Empey, obviously a team captain, has started in all 41 games he has played for BYU during his career. He was a freshman All-American and also was a preseason All-American this year by Phil still in Athlon Sports. Fortunately, it appears that James is going to be on the shelf for at least an extended period of time, if not the entire rest of the season. But still really cool to see him be a semifinalist for this award. Hopefully he can go out and win it. Other uh, semifinalists on this list include Desmond Ritter, who's the starting quarterback for Cincinnati. Also Jake Bobo from Duke. Uh, who else we got here? Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. Sean Clifford from Penn State. Nick Figueroa from USC. Uh, and anybody else that I know? Uh, no, pretty much that's it. All right, so there you go. Congratulations to James. Also congratulations to Campbell on both of those honors. And that's going to do it for us. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I encourage you guys to get over and listen to Locked On Big 12 now and get caught up on everything going on in BYU's new conference home. Josh Neighbors does a great job catching you up on all of that in 30 minutes or less. Download it or get it wherever you get your podcast. It is a free, free and available on all platforms. Have a great day whenever you hear this. And by the way, thank you again for your support of the podcast. A big shout out uh, to all of you, especially to Chris Reeve for that email that he sent us. 
And also make sure, by the way, if you haven't done so already, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. And feel free to reach out anytime via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And I just realized that we never did our giveaway for San Diego State BYU tickets. So those of you who hung on to the very bitter end, now get your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to watch BYU and San Diego State square off tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. We'll actually preview that game more in full tomorrow on the Friday edition of the podcast. But the question, it's a pretty simple question, but it may require some digging. We've usually made you guys go look through some things to find answers to win the tickets. It's one question today, and it involves the very first game at what is now known as Viejas Arena, which is the home arena of San Diego State basketball. It was then known as Cox Aztec Stadium. It had just barely been built. 1997 was when it was finished. BYU played at San Diego State in the very first game played in that arena. It was a non-conference matchup at the time because both were members of the WAC, but they were playing a non-conference matchup matchup on November 14th, 1997. BYU went to Montezuma Mesa and got a huge win, 73-59 to over the San Diego State Aztecs. It ended a 21-game losing streak and just an absolutely incredible win, all things considered. Uh, the Steve Cleveland era had begun with BYU getting that win down there in San Diego. Who was BYU's leading scorer in that game, and what was his stat line? It's a name that is very, very unique in BYU men's basketball history. And any of you who remember this name off the top of your head, you are an absolute legend in my eyes, and you absolutely deserve these tickets. But who was BYU's leading scorer in that game? You find the answer, email me, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. As we just mentioned, the email address for the podcast. You send me the right answer and how many points that player scored in that win over San Diego State, and you will find yourself with two tickets to watch BYU and SDSU square off tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. All right, now we're done. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 11th, 2021. Happy Veterans Day to you all, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.